1: Back to Insanophiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashan, and I'm here with Mela, Josh,
2: and Lacy.
1: Real quick, you know what we do at the top. First, we thank you. Then we beg you. And then mm-hmm. we hug you and we love you. Aww. If you're here, thank you. Take the time, like, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts for five stars preferably Um, (laughs) follow us on twitter and instagram at cinephile attack and if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love or request an episode like today email us at onecinephilesattack at gmail.com thank you thank you thank you we love you hey friends
2: hey Hey,
1: how's
3: it going it's going
2: good okay it's good (laughs)
3: I know what you're about to ask and I'm trying to think of if I watch anything. I haven't been
1: watching something, but baby, have I been listening?
2: Ooh. Two?
1: Album of the Year, baby. Renaissance. Oh, there you go.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> fair, fair, fair.
1: Church Girl, Pure Honey, Alien Superstar, All Up On My Mind. Pussy has been popping. Summer Renaissance. Track after track after track after trap. Beyonce is back and it feels... So good. <laughs> I will be watching because hopefully some visuals have dropped. It's
0: gonna happen by
1: the time you're listening to this episode. Ah, it feels good.
2: <laughs>
1: B <B7> seven is here.
2: <laughs> um, I watched on Netflix this week Sea Beast. Um, have you watched Aarushan? Yeah, you're nodding.
1: I haven't finished it, but I have started it.
2: It's basically How to Train Your Dragon meets Pirates. It's just very sweet. It's very sweet. And the voice cast is incredible. It's, I say it's definitely worth the watch this year. The animation, especially in the first 15 minutes, is like insanely stunning. That, for me, I just kind of sat open-mouthed, like gawking at the screen because it was so beautiful. I mean, it's Carl Urban. It's just, watch it. It's on Netflix. Turn it on. Have it on. It's sweet. It's a cute little animated movie. But I'm more excited to talk about the fact that I had never seen Interview with a Vampire. And I watched it this week. I cannot believe I went so long into my life without seeing this movie. Um, if I had watched this as a 13-year-old girl, I think I would have died. <laughs> Absolutely died. It's really great. I know I haven't been Tom Cruise's like biggest cheerleader <laughs> on the podcast so far, but man, he is good as Lestat, and it's really exciting to watch him be really, really bad. He's a really bad entity in Interview with a Vampire, and he's fucking scary.
1: Ooh, watch Collateral next. Okay, villain Tom Cruise. <laughs> I will.
2: I will. I uh, yeah. I need a lot of movie recommendations because I'm getting to the point right now where I'm. I want to sink back into my comfort watches, and no. I have made it to wow. August. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. Without right. any rewatches. So I want to, I want to, I'm not going to make it through the holidays. Let's be real. I'm going to rewatch That's Halloween funny. and I Christmas think that movies. was your. That was I, I, you guys convinced me to have those stipulations.
3: <laughs> if you got to October and December and didn't rewatch anything, you're allowed to rewatch your holiday.
2: Yeah. But I will say. I, like, can't recommend this resolution enough. Like, it has been so great. And it hasn't been as challenging as I thought it would be. There's so much fucking media out there. Mm -hmm. It's been great. Anyways, if you haven't seen Interview with the Vampire, like I have been missing out on my entire life, go watch it. It's very good.
1: Um, I guess to that series, I can't say it's, like, as great as Interview with the Vampire, but I have read and watched... Queen of the Damned, which is Aaliyah's last film, yeah, and she, she plays Akasha. They recasted Lestat, but okay. if you if you dug Interview with a Vampire, and you've probably read
2: Interview with a Vampire, I haven't. I think that's gonna be it. like my October read this year. I, I'm oh, a like yeah. I'm a holiday theme reader. reader. I like yeah, 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 I like my books to match what's happening seasonally. Yeah. So well. I, I
1: really dig the Vampire Chronicles and. Queen of the Damned is, was one of my favorites.
2: Okay, I
3: know I know what I've been consuming. Hmm. Uh, Marvel's got this really cool crossover event happening right now called Judgment Day. It's uh, the Avengers versus the Eternals versus the X e- Men. Oh, I'm sorry, it's the Avengers versus the <laughs> X Men versus the yeah. Eternals. Mm-hmm. So the Eternals, um, Druig is their is the Prime Eternal now. He's their leader, and <gasps> wow. he found about I found out about what the X Men are doing <laughs> on Krakoa. Which is, I don't
0: think this is real, Josh.
3: So the five are can now resurrect mutants with the help of Cerebro and Professor X, and the Eternals found out about that and are pissed because that makes them deviants, basically, because they're not supposed Josh, to be on Earth what, that long. What, where, where? Where are we? So, so the Eternals are trying to wipe out
1: mutants, and the what Avengers. What did you are, think of it? Because we don't, we don't care about the plot.
3: <laughs> oh, it's in the it's in the middle of it. It's fucking awesome. It's the <laughs> Avengers versus the X Men versus the Eternals. It's like a free for all. It's it uh, it's ongoing. On. It's awesome. Great.
0: You you could have made all of that up off the dome, and I would have been like, great. <laughs> it's fucking sick.
3: That's what I'm uh, consuming. I'm watching it with my
1: brain. Melabella?
0: Girl. It's one of those I haven't been watching much.
1: Don't call me girl.
0: Um, uh, Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> i am actually 26 minutes away from finishing niagara which is an old film oh with marilyn monroe in like one of her serious roles it's very good but i was watching it at like 3 a.m so i had to put a pause on it just say half an hour no it was 26 minutes (laughs) exactly it's I know not half an hour, Josh. That's not. It's less than half an hour, and that Just means Just say twenty-five something. minutes. What? No, twenty-six minutes on pause. Are you taking into account
3: the credits? Because then, really, it's more like twenty-two.
2: Josh, can you? What is this? What are you doing?
3: What is? How come you're not mad at her for?
1: He's showing his chest tumor. hair, so he's all bold today.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's hot. They I've ended every us. recording se- recording session dripping in sweat. So I'm going to tank top today, baby. Because uh. usually I'm wearing a three-piece suit. That's why I get so sweaty.
2: <laughs> a hand-bleached three-piece suit.
3: Before we
1: move on, I don't know how this episode is going to go. But I do have a little spice to throw in in the beginning. Because Eesh. speaking of carmella being close to the end of something i'm about to lap her ass in something that she told me to watch because if she tells me to watch something i fucking watch it she has been i believe on the last episode of stranger things season four for three months
0: i was waiting for you
1: and i am Currently on episode five of season four.
0: I wanted to go out with a bang and watch it with my best friend. What? Is that so bad?
1: Watchmen,
3: Succession.
0: I have been busy.
3: Real quick, Mella, hmm. how are we doing on the Natalie Portman filmography?
0: <laughs> Shut up. Move on. <laughs>
3: Answer her with you. How is your progress? I didn't remember what mine was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do not sit to <laughs>
1: He said, I'll try next year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> next year I'm going to do Lacey's.
1: Oh,
3: yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Maybe your middle name is Rewatch, and I love that about you.
0: Love a good Rewatch moment.
1: All right, so we've called each other out enough. Um, I mean, you didn't get called out much. I am... <laughs> On pause with my criterion. <laughs> I've been very busy. <laughs> very. Yeah. But I will I
3: will hope to get
1: to the 52. Um I think I'm at 30.
2: Nice. Yeah, su- yeah, you got this. What was mine?
3: Watch more indies? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You got
2: to you got to watch anything. Chum Real Smooth Josh. I that do. should be what I you do. watch.
3: That's still too commercial. Dig uh, deep. Yeah. I know I got to like go searching. I don't even know where to start. What we'll talk about later. Okay. Well <laughs> um today's
1: a special episode because we love to do these episodes where we dedicate them to a listener but it's even more special because today is not necessarily someone we don't know this is a family of wca request I don't know if I'm allowed to call her out by name
2: you better if you know and I'm going to
1: okay Nikki
2: Nikki. Hey oh,
1: I know if you saw the title of this episode, you know it was about to happen. I've never met you, but I feel like I know you. I feel like I've disappointed you on more than one occasion. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here to rectify that by hosting today's episode. So what are we fighting about today? Rashan? Lacey.
2: For my sweet amazing wonderful cousin nicole
0: wonderful suit
2: we watched american psycho i don't think i can control myself
0: if you
1: stay something bad will happen i feel lethal on the verge of frenzy i think my mask of
3: sanity is about to slip witnesses or fingerprints. Actually, yes. Hmm. You're inhuman. I know my uh, behavior can be erratic sometimes.
0: Hey, Paul!
1: American Psycho is a 2000 horror film written and directed by Mary Heron, based on the novel of the same name by Bret Easton Ellis. It stars Christian Bale, Jared Leto, Willem Dafoe, Reese Witherspoon, Kara Seymour, and Chloe Sevigny. This movie tells the story of Patrick Bateman, an NYC investment banker who spends his time flaunting his wealth at popular restaurants and impressing his associates, as he also secretly gives in to his murderous, psychotic desires. This was a subtle request from Nikki. Um, it happened a while ago and we put it on the spread um, so I could kind of push it towards Halloween. I first saw this movie way too early. <laughs> Incredibly too early. I think I was like 12. Jesus. And this is not a movie that a 12-year-old should be watching. No. But Horror is My Jam. This is uh, one of the most disturbing... And equally hilarious movies I've ever seen. The book is one of the most unpleasant experiences I've ever had. I would put this in the road up there with things I will never, ever read again. Mm. Um, but watching the movie and discovering Christian Bale, this is probably one of the first things I've ever seen. I ever saw him in. I ate it up. It's it's demented. It's satirical. The humor is pitch, pitch, pitch pitch black. And there are images in here and ideas and kind of suggestions of horrible, more horrible things than the movie will show you that really, really stay with me. I think it um, really nails the commentary on this kind of 80s yuppie white man, but also seems like more prescient and on the nose than ever today. This is a phenomenal lead performance. This is kind of what put Christian Bale on the map, even though he'd been, you know, Empire of the Sun and Newsies and all that stuff. But I think this is what led him to getting Bruce Wayne, as you can probably tell from this performance. I'm a big fan of this movie. I know that it is an acquired taste and maybe almost like a Rorschach test. You kind of take what you make in your own mind from the movie. So I'm really interested to talk about it and kind of dive into the themes of the movie, especially the ending. Um, But for me and Nikki, hey, friend, never met you. (laughs) I'm a fan. You like Huey
3: Lewis on the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But
1: when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own commercially and artistically.
3: The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost.
1: Let me start with Joshua Better.
3: Hey. I saw this a long, long time ago, probably too young as well, because if you were too young, then I was, like, extra too young, because... <laughs> I mean, I won't beat around the bush. I'm a big fan of this movie. I think this movie is incredible. In the same way, I think I I agree it's a Rorschach test, but in the same way that Fight Club is, I think I think a lot of people can think this movie is good. Same with Fight Club. But I need to know why you think it's good, <laughs> mm. because then that changes things. I need to know what you actually think of the movie and the message of the movie. And I think this movie is, if not one of, if not the best, one of the best examples in modern cinema of an unreliable narrator and i and i think that's really fascinating i think it 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 lends itself to a lot of rewatches and a lot of discussion all the performances are incredible it's funnier than i remember like you said Rashawn, it's very funny yeah i don't want to get too deep into it right now but big thumbs up uh
0: this is my first watch and i was really excited because Obviously, this is a movie that everyone knows, even if you haven't seen it. It's like the easiest Halloween costume for a white guy with longish hair that we see every year. So it's like out there in, you know, the culture, like in the pop culture world. But I had really no idea what it was about. I knew that he was a murderer, but I didn't know if it was just like, a classic story of a guy hiding his psychopathic tendencies, which I think it's a lot more than that. I really dug it when I was watching it. I didn't know how I felt about it. And then as the movie started turning out, I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of fucking really into this. I love a stylistic movie. Give me that eighties feel all the way through. I think the cinematography looks like, like 80s and the design like everything about it looks like it came straight out of the 80s and this was in 2000 I think Christian Bale was just fantastic I tend to forget that he's British and like even more so reading this the the um reviews and the trivia on it and people even forgetting that he was British on the set was like okay it's not just me um so I give it two thumbs up.
1: Severed thumbs. (laughs) Two (laughs) severed
0: thumbs up
2: and a chainsaw.
1: Lacey, our connection to the lovely Nikki.
2: Yes. Um, Where are you at? I really don't want to let Nikki down. I want this to be a good episode, but I just, uh, I really liked it.
3: Nikki with the 4 for 4 I really dude.
2: I really liked it Um, I am conflicted about it because I feel like I feel like I didn't get it <laughs> I, <laughs> I it's your feel first like time, right? it was my first watch so I feel like there's a lot that I did not pick up on I feel like there's a lot that I didn't understand when the movie ended I turned to Josh and I was like I don't get it. I don't know. What, I, I don't get what happened. And he had to kind of talk me through his interpretation of it, and I was like, "Okay, okay, I can dig it. I can get. I can get it." I, so I'm really interested to just delve into it more today, especially since I, Mel. I'm excited that you also are looking at it from fresh eyes, mm-hmm. um, and to hear how everybody kind of pieced it together. Because I. I definitely felt left out I, I felt left out of the narrative but I also think that that's kind of part of it. you know we're the omnipotent observer. So yeah I mean ultimately thumbs up but I just I, just to, just I need toddler to understand status. I, toddler
3: said she loved to look at it didn't know what was going on.
2: <laughs> that's fucking rude. That's just rude. I, <laughs> okay,
1: so, well, two things stuck out to me. First, that Lacey didn't get it, but I really think you did. But also that Josh said that we were dealing with an unreliable narrator, which I've never really, really? taken. Wow, with. okay. Yeah, but I guess that we'll, we'll save the talk about the ending for a little bit. But, yeah, because um,
0: now I'm feeling like, did I not get it? Because I thought the ending was fine. <laughs> but maybe I didn't get it. I don't know if it's like a, the well, yeah, ending was fine or not fine. Or well, not, yeah, like not it. good or bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of just took it for what face value and maybe I didn't dig deep, perhaps. Let's talk about it. We'll talk about it when we get there.
1: Okay. Um. So first, I guess, Lacey, did you know that it was... I mean, it's called American Psycho, but did you know what you were in store for?
2: I, for the most part, I knew he was a sociopath, and I knew there would be murder involved. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure exactly how, but, yeah.
1: Josh, tell me, tell me about this unreliable narrator.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've watched this a few times, and each time I watch it, it prompts me to go read about it some more, and read about Mm both the author and the director, what they have to say about the author of the book and the director and what they have to say about it. And the thing that's always stuck out to me is that Patrick Bateman, this is a movie for the most part from his perspective. And he, to me, is a very unreliable narrator. There are, from the beginning, there are moments where he flips, like you see what he's doing in his head. Like when he's ordering a drink at the bar and he calls the bartender a fucking bitch and wants to stab her and watch her bleed. But you know that didn't happen so you see that you see from what he wants to do, but he doesn't do it. And he gets his drink and he says, thank you. And that happens a couple of times early on. And and then from, to me, from that point on, are we watching what he wants to do or what he's doing from here, from, 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 from the beginning, basically, anytime he gets upset, he has these, these inclinations of violence and outbursts, especially towards women. And we don't, it's never really fully confirmed. I mean, it is and whatever. We'll talk about it, but we don't know for sure. If if Patrick Bateman is the only witness to something, we don't know for sure that it actually happened or if it's just what he wants to do to me. Mella, mm-hmm.
1: you said that you walked away one way and now you're thinking something different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm not thinking anything different. I'm just like, because you, you guys were saying... That you didn't quite understand the en- the ending, I I guess in that am like <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like Lacey didn't get it, did I get it? Is basically how I feel.
2: <laughs> you, and I, you and I I think view and and see things very similarly, Bella. So I think I for me, can we just jump straight to the ending so we can talk What's about it? that? It? Yeah, okay, so. For me, I got lost with Are we talking
0: about, real quick, sorry, are we talking about the lawyer phone call or are we talking about the killing spree or what exactly, where are we at?
2: For me, I was on board completely until he saw the lawyer in person. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation he has with the lawyer where the lawyer says, oh yeah, I just had dinner with Paul Allen twice in London. That's when I turned that's when I was like, "Okay, what the fuck? Is it is it just someone that they think is Paul Allen? Is this all happening in his, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what was happening there because it was affecting other people outside when we had seen him murder Paul Allen. That's where I got lost. I was like, "Wait, so is none of it real? Is it? I don't know."
3: I've, I I've watched this movie one time I've watched this movie and thought he didn't kill anybody. This is all just a sick fantasy. But this time I think he did.
1: Yeah, I've never watched it and thought it wasn't all real.
3: Because I did. I, this time I noticed just how many instances of like mistaken identity there are and I guess that's a a point that the director wanted to get across is that like rich business stock traders wall street douchebags are all just like made in a factory they're all like that's why most of the guys aside from fucking uh what's his name aside from matt ross's character look almost identical Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so even their lawyer would fuck up who's who so this this watch through i was like oh no he killed them but before i I think that's I think that's a that's 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 a positive of this movie, and it's never detracted from my viewing in
2: one way or another. But if he did kill all those people, I think I also got lost because I thought that the second location that he took um, the Christy. two Christy and the, mm-hmm. and the other woman to, um, mm-hmm. I thought that was Paul Allen's apartment.
1: It was. It, it was.
2: It was Paul it was. Ellen's apartment. Yeah. Not. Because she
1: even comments, this is nice nicer than your apartment. Yeah. Right.
2: Okay. But then he says something on the phone to somebody a few minutes later, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm at my place uptown. My other place uptown. Was that just a cover? Yeah.
1: I think he's. There's a certain point through the movie where he starts taking on Paul's persona. More than just using his name. Oh,
2: okay, okay. That,
1: the, I mean, I'm sure he's been killing people before we meet him in the movie, Mm -hmm. but the business card moment with Paul Allen is what sets him off to become him, literally.
2: Okay. Okay, but then what, what, when, when the apartment is being sold, what happened to all the bodies?
1: That's my favorite scene in the movie, because on the surface of it the movie wants you to think that he's slowly losing his grip on reality mm-hmm. but i think he finally meets in the realtor she has like 2 minutes and i she's think she gives a great performance so good. she is the first person who might be if not as dangerous more dangerous than him because i don't think she when she tricks him with the ad i don't think she's trying she's afraid of him i think she is suspicious that he might know what she did with the bodies i think she found those bodies in the in the apartment cleared them out and is ready to just sell it to the next owner Mm. and it kind of comments on just how everyone in this society is just like okay out with the old in with the new they all look the same next and i don't yeah. really care that this apartment was the site had a head in the fridge you know what i mean there two bodies in the bodies in the closet i'm trying
3: to make this commission
1: she's like i just need to sell it and that yeah. moment between them in the hallway where she's like you need to leave i think she's afraid of being found out not necessarily that he's terrifying but that's just my read on it i feel like you could take it the other direction and think okay he didn't kill anybody but I I I've always finished the movie thinking like yeah all every murder you see
3: he did you could not pay me enough paper money to become Jared Leto <laughs> That sounds awful
1: Well Paul Allen seems like very coveted
3: <laughs> He's got a nice, he does have a nice apartment but Jesus Christ couldn't pay me enough
2: Okay, but if it um, really happened, how did how are people seeing Paul Allen in London? I, I
1: think,
3: think it's a, a
1: case of people call Patrick people mm-hmm. call him Paul, Patrick and Marcus throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. To his face. And they have they have the same haircut. They comment on that. Yeah, him, Justin Thoreau, Josh Lucas. They all kind of resemble the same guy. And I think it's the lawyer being like, Yeah, I met Paul Allen or Marcus. or some like I had lunch with him in London. And it's that case of mistaken identity that just gets him off the hook.
2: Okay. Right. Did he actually call and tell the lawyer I fucking ate these people?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, cause, but and the lawyer he doesn't thought care. the lawyer thought he was pretending to be Patrick when he really yeah. is
3: Patrick. He, the lawyer thought Patrick was Marcus. I think he, the, well, the lawyer thought Patrick was Marcus pretending to be Patrick. Mm hmm. As, like, a bit. Uh, and it's so funny because Patrick is this, which is how I think Patrick gets away with everything, he's this so, he's this quote-unquote scrawny, he's fucking not scrawny, he's Jack, scrawny, like, unassuming, quiet guy.
2: I mean, they <laughs> call him Baby at the beginning, don't they?
3: It's like, yeah. have you seen his fucking pecs? Shut the hell up. <laughs>
1: well, it's because it's a really quick line. I think Reese Witherspoon says it but they, i think they all see him as like a nepotism baby yeah his dad yeah. owns the company mm. so i don't think they have any respect for him mm-hmm. so they don't see him as a threat yeah and they're like patrick mark whatever his name is i
3: don't know he's he's whack speaking of respect mm-hmm. i do respect patrick Bateman a little bit
2: josh be hear me very out. careful
3: hear me out hear me yeah,
0: out. oh my god hear
3: me out i haven't oh. said anything yet <laughs> There's just a lot right there. Yeah. Patrick Bateman has objectively very good taste in music.
0: Okay. Okay. And skincare.
1: Not that great taste. (laughs) It's fine.
0: Hootie and the Blowfish? You don't love them? He doesn't talk about Hootie? Wait. (laughs) It might as well be. No. Who are you to... Who are you,
3: co- Huey Lewis?
0: Huey Lewis in yeah. the
3: news?
2: Phil Collins. She
1: doesn't care. No.
0: She
3: doesn't care. Phil Lewis in the news I'll and Phil that. Collins and Genesis are fucking.
2: Throw
0: that Tarzan soundtrack on, baby. <laughs> no. Phil <laughs> Collins circa Genesis. <laughs> oh my god. He does she love said, Whitney Houston. That's yeah. That's,
3: she said Huey in the bullfish, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like the widest band I could think of.
3: So, what's the topic of discussion? The uh, Disappearance of Paul Allen. Right. Well, I, um... I haven't heard anything about the disappearance or anything. Not on
0: page six, at least.
3: I think his family wants this kept quiet. Understandable. Lime? No, not really. I'm okay. You sure? I can always get you a line.
0: Just some preliminary
3: questions that I need for my own files, okay? Shoot. How old are you? Twenty-seven. Where did you go to school? Harvard, then Harvard Business School. Your address? American Gardens Building, West 81st Street. Mm, Nice. Very nice. Thanks. What can you tell me about Paul Allen?
1: I'm at a loss. He was part of that whole Yale Are there any scenes that were
3: maybe a little too disturbing?
2: Um, All of it. (laughs) It was so fucked up. It was super fucked up.
3: When I, not now, it's hard, it's hard to not, I'm, I've watched it so many times, the first time I watched it in, uh, the, the cat in the ATM stuck with me, mm-hmm. but he didn't even like, he didn't even do it, but for some reason that stuck with me, I was like, fuck, he tried to put a cat in an ATM machine, <laughs> <laughs> wait, ATM, sorry, the ATM machine, because the M in machine stands for machine, so... When people say ATM machine, it's sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Okay.
3: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm mad at myself because I hate when people do that. I'm mad at myself.
1: Or I would say, what was the most disturbing scene to you?
2: For me, it was Mm -hmm. the the first scene with uh, both of these sex workers. It's painful as a woman to watch. It's, it's extremely painful. Not just because of the physical abuse, but because of the mental and emotional games that he's playing with both of them. And the absolute cold callousness with... I mean, they are complete objects to him. They are, they're playthings. Um, and it is painful to watch them experience that
3: the scariest part of, of that scene for me i think that that scene is also my answer but it's they're the they're the two people that he doesn't murder for one but two you don't see what he does but you see them leave with like cuts and gashes and bruises but you never see what he does so i and think that grabs
0: a hanger and
3: yeah it's like yeah, I mean, the it's, implied, the, it's the implied violence. Yeah, the, the mantra of the your your imagination will always make the worst possible, the scariest possible thing, and that's that scene.
1: He does eventually kill Christy, but right, yeah, Mella?
0: I mean, I think the chainsaw spiral staircase is pretty fucking gnarly. Mm-hmm. So it's really funny to me. <laughs> it's 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 great It's just like crazy because you don't think for a second like that would never happen you don't yeah. think it's going there to- and you don't think it's going to no you're like, oh my god she's gonna get away yeah i don't i never thought that she would like live whether yeah. that was gonna be like in the moment or like right afterwards or something but like for a chainsaw to fall like i don't know eight stair stories down and it cut her right through the abdomen you're like oh my god like,
1: it's the sneaker. Like I want to be clear when I say hilarious, not the violence against christy <laughs> but the shot of like butt naked <laughs> Christian Bale in white sneakers, just New Balance, is <laughs> so like darkly funny. And then him his like primal scream when he nails the chainsaw. You're just like, this guy's beyond understanding. Yeah. Like, oh my- he's-
2: I see, I see, I get too logical with it all. I think I'm like he doesn't have neighbors. Nobody's the
1: knocking on the door. Yeah. No
2: one's there. No one's
3: the chainsaw.
1: It's sounds. just like
0: all down kind below, of down below.
2: There's the security guards to let people in and out. Nobody. But that's the
0: thing is like the time before that, or maybe it's whenever he brings out a body in a fucking <laughs> dress bag. Yeah, and the guy's like. Oh my God, you got that dress back? What brand is that? And he's like, whatever, whatever. Even though it's like very satirical and like far fetched, like Rashawn said, I don't think it's that far.
3: This is the first time I read this blatantly because probably the, my social awareness of it all. But it's such a clear commentary on how rich white men can just get away with
0: yeah, whatever. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Like a rich white man can run down the hallway naked with a chainsaw and it's like, oh.
0: And, that, and the fact that, like, yes, they are in an apartment complex where, like, those rich people are probably not even there. That's just their, you know, apartment during the winter or whatever the fuck. So it's like, who knows if they're really there. It's also one of the things, like, I didn't hear it. I didn't see it. It has nothing to do with me. I'm minding my business. Like, all right. of those things play a factor into... Like the realtor, yeah. Yeah, like, how easily this guy is getting away with shit where it's like things are happening in the middle of a club or broad daylight and people are just like, eh, she's not dealing with me. So I'm not going to fucking bat an eye.
1: It's, it's terrifying how hopeless it is for her. It's like the moment she gets, it's such a well-directed sequence. The moment she gets in the limo, mm-hmm. you're it's just devast- devastated for her because mm-hmm. you don't want her to get back in that limo. And from then on, it's just like a slow burn horror sequence until the chainsaw comes out
3: the tension in this movie is crazy
1: yeah Mm
0: -hmm. i think one of the things about like patrick as a character and maybe the acting that christian bale does is i already had this visual of him kind of like switching between quote-unquote like normal stockbroker guy to like the psychopathic patrick right But I feel like he doesn't quite switch over as much as he wants to. And I think that was a part of when I was first watching it, like, is, do I like that? I feel like he should, like, switch better. I feel like he should be more, you know, with the fake smiles and the laughs and the fake laughs. And then when he gets to the murder scenes, he's, like, really demented. But then as the story turned on, I'm like, no, he is blatantly telling us that he is not a human being. Mm -hmm. So this is like the best he can do. And I was like, oh, this is fucking amazing. Like, I can't imagine like trying to even grapple with that character. Um, And I feel like he did it just so perfectly. I can't
3: remember, maybe a model, (laughs) but
0: she's dead too. And uh, Paul Allen.
1: I killed Paul Allen with an axe in the face his body is dissolving in a bathtub in Hell's Kitchen. I don't want to leave anything out here. I guess I've killed maybe 20 people, maybe 40. Uh, I have uh, tapes of a lot of it. Uh, some of the girls have seen the tapes. I even... um.
0: I ate some of their brains.
3: Oh. and I tried to cook a little
1: tonight I uh
0: <laughs> I just had to kill a lot of people outside of Christian and, um, Bale, who we all
1: can agree is fantastic, who would be your favorite performance?
3: Fucking Matt Ross is so goddamn good, dude. Matt As Ross
2: is runners. an unsung Same. hero, man. Dude, he's
3: so good. <laughs>
2: I Patrick. loved him.
3: Uh, <laughs> he's so excited in the bathroom.
2: The gloves. middle
3: part, dude. Yeah. He's so funny. He's so good here.
1: <laughs> and Christian Bale's face is just—he's completely disgusted. His his answer of "I have to go return some videotapes" is to
2: everyone. <laughs> this is great. So good.
1: I remember reading that Mary Heron kind of responded to people who were a little upset about how homophobic he was, which is nothing compared to the novel. But she was like, well, nobody has a problem with the murders Mm -hmm. or him killing women. Of course, this, this man is homophobic. You know what I mean? Like, of course these people would drop F bombs and just be as disrespectful to anyone that doesn't look like them as possible. So I, Knowing that it's written, it was co-written by two women and directed by a woman is just really fascinating to me because she doesn't shy away from any of his monstrosity, you know? Like, so you said Matt Ross, Josh. Is that the same for
2: you, Lace? I love Matt Ross. I've loved him since Big Love. I, I love him. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I love him i love him i do never, i think he's
0: I've so great
2: i've never heard great. of this guy before this so. i was i had no idea chloe Sevigny was in this movie
0: mm. Mm.
2: and i just adore her like she is idol status to me and she i think is phenomenal
3: do that scene when she's in his apartment before they go out to dinner it's fantastic
2: yeah and then her discovery of his notebooks like, mm-hmm. the fact that it's a silent scene that she just gets to hold the weight of it by herself, this discovery mm-hmm. of this man that she's been lusting after and falling for. Yeah. We just get to watch her entire world implode, and it's it, incredible.
1: She even says earlier in the movie, I always fall for unavailable men. Like, mm-hmm. oh, honey, you have no oh. idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Mella? Um, I mean, race is right there. Reese <laughs> is right there. <laughs> I mean, I do think she's like perfectly cast, whether she's like, and this is not like in a bad way, like working hard or not. I think it's just like perfectly dropped in. Again, one of those things where it's like she has a, they're engaged, right? Or they're about to mm-hmm. engage.
1: Well, they're, it's a yeah. spoken engagement. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And he's straight up just drawing the visual of the murder he did a couple hours prior and she's just like move my iced tea let's talk about the wedding and she's so good at those parts yeah i think she's great but i mean i honestly just couldn't see past christian bale i think he was just amazing
3: Rashawn, do you have a favorite
1: i think so i i wish evelyn had as much meat as she has in the book yeah She's like a really really heavy presence in the book Reese Witherspoon would have been great with more material
0: I feel like it, it kind of works though like yeah. it does just make sense that she would just kind of be like a side little piece yeah. character
3: mm-hmm. no I also, agree. yeah you're right. also fucking willem Defoe is perfect and everything Always. he always he does. threads that needle of like every time he's in a scene it's like what does he know? Do you guys think he
0: knew? Is that like a blatant thing that he does know?
3: I've always perceived it as it's the thing of like, as a detective, he has an intuition and he fucking knows, but he can't Mm. do anything until he has evidence and he doesn't have any evidence. That's kind of how I've always taken it.
0: Mm.
1: When, or when they go to dinner, um, he shot it three different ways. He shot it with him knowing, he shot it with him not knowing. And then he shot it with him kind of in the, in the middle, suspicious. And she cut, she blended through all three of those scenes. Oh, that is awesome. So cool. Leave that's the so ambiguity. Cool. Yeah. It's and
0: a, he's just really like sitting on the other side of the table, fucking sweating. No. It's... Yeah.
2: I think that's one of the most fascinating things about Patrick's character is though he's not human or humane in any way, shape, or form, there's still that fear that like adrenaline Mm -hmm. of fear that carries him from scene to scene that was really fascinating to watch
3: he never feels any positive emotions unless he's killing he'll feel anger yeah he'll feel all the negative emotions but never any positive emotions
1: It, it nails it so efficiently of like being white but also maybe needing to feel like a victim like like oh my god i could be caught and like nobody understands me that i'm a killer mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like mm-hmm. just needing the oppression but like also being the oppressor is so it's like a really tricky line that i think more so than the book i think the movie handles really really well
0: i also think it's could be just as simple as him being like well if i get caught mm-hmm I'm not gonna be like everyone else, and that's no. all I'm trying to do. Is just like fit in, mm-hmm. look like these guys, either fit in or be better, but yeah. nothing else. And like, even though I love murder, I can't let people know. Not because it's fucking crazy, <laughs> you know. It's not I'm to really him. He's not murder. really into murder. He's like, I'm. He's to me in his mind. He's not thinking that murder is bad. He's thinking murder is bad if other people find out because then I'm going to be seen as less than. And I can't be Different. seen that way. Right.
1: See, I I almost think he, he's like, if people find out, then I'll stand out for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a part of him that wants people to know.
3: Yeah, I think so too.
1: And if he does, he's like, yeah, I want to look like Jared Leto and, and Justin Thoreau, but I want to be special because I have this really exciting secret that nobody will know, but maybe they should know and I'll be better than everybody.
0: I think you that's know. why he like mentions serial killers all the time. All the time. And that's yeah. when, she, when he's like, oh, yeah, Ted Bundy. And she's like, I don't know who that is. And his face is just like, how do you not know who that is? Yeah. Like, it's the Ted Bundy.
1: He has, someone's like, what are you into? And it's, the music's playing. He's like, murder and execution. Mm, and that takes is she it. <laughs> favorite. It's so good. Such a good Mergers subtle. Mergers and
0: like... acquisitions.
1: Yeah. yeah. This is a four for four, Nyx. I don't yeah. know if I can call you that. Nikki. <laughs>
2: <laughs> call See her Nicole. Next? She hates it.
1: No, I've already done enough damage.
3: <laughs> ask the other thing you're
1: I asked my co-host to recast American Psycho because, you know, if something's great, we're going to remake it in Hollywood. Of course. Uh, So it's 2022 and there is a new American Psycho. We're skipping over the uh, sequel with um, Mila Kunis. Kunis. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we are recasting. We're making a new American Psycho. So tell me who your Patrick Bateman is, Lacey.
2: Me first?
3: uh yeah no no uh josh he's excited (laughs) yeah so i actually took american psycho 2 into consideration i think if we're remaking this we want to do something to forget about it move past it and even improve on it so my patrick bateman is actually a woman my it's pat bateman i think i think it's someone who has to thread this needle of professionalism and like general approachability but really can can generate this undercurrent of, of just psychosis, of like, on the surface, marble. Nothing's going on. They're solid, but something's going on underneath. And I think someone that could pull it off perfectly is Zoe Lister-Jones. Ooh. I think she would nail the quiet moments that Patrick Bateman has, I think. Just look to her performance in New Girl if you ne- or have any doubts.
2: <laughs> I like that. I just, just love put your her. Hand out and
1: Say your name like it's, <laughs> like it's a statement.
0: <laughs> I chose Glenn Powell because. Oh, shit. I think he just needs to be in more things. But honestly, he has this all American, clean cut of course he would be into mergers and acquisitions and also murder and executions. Um, and I think that he can walk down the street in a suit covered in blood and people would just be hyper-focused on how handsome he is versus his Dolce and Gabbana suit covered in blood. I think he's, I think he would be perfect.
3: When, when you said Glenn Powell, I had such an insane reaction because my head went to Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck are you doing, Mel? (laughs) Glenn Powell makes sense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to jump in before we finish with Lace. Because mine's like very, very close to Mel's. And I'm going to say Billy Magnus.
0: That was my second one.
1: Okay. Fucking
3: good.
0: That was my second one. He's kind
1: of doing a little bit of that if you've ever watched Made for Love. She got canceled. Super sad. But it's a great show on HBO Max where he plays a billionaire tech, a tech billionaire who is, uh, I think it's Christina Milioti uh, from Palm Springs. Uh, They're in a love trying marriage and he's doing some crazy Mm. psychotic stuff. But he's he plays that role so well um,
3: with the smile. So whichever one of them isn't Bateman, the other one could be Thoreau's character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They'll both Mm -hmm. be Mm in
0: it. He got that crazy in his eye. That's why that's the only reason why I didn't pick him at first. Cause I'm like, he looks just too obviously crazy. But yeah, I think he but was But so
3: does Christian Bale. Christian Bale's got that vampire smile.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, the
3: teeth. Some...
0: Yeah, and he has a little lisp. Cute. <laughs> <So
1: adorable>. <laughs> um Lacey. <laughs> you Take know, us
2: home. At the first person that popped in my mind and I I can't really get over it and i think he'd be so great is john cho i think i mean obviously started with harold and kumar but he's made transitions into more serious roles and i would just love to see him take on something that's way darker and a little scary i think that's kind of the next step for him And I just think he'd be so because he's also so charming and so warm. So to see that turn cold would be really, really cool.
1: Those are three great remakes. Mm -hmm. I would watch all of them. Any other comments, questions, concerns about American Psycho?
3: Thanks. In the book, does Courtney, Samantha Mathis's character, the one he's fucking, does she have a bigger Mm -hmm. part?
1: Uh, it's about what
3: it is. Feels like there's a there's a deep well of something that could be there that isn't touched on. Yeah, I her like...
2: ending, yeah. her that last scene they have together, seemed like a cry for help.
3: I mean, yeah, I I took it as she was going to uh, attempt suicide.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, she's a, she's That's pretty
1: strong. But then out. we
2: never. Yeah, touch on that but, character again. Because
1: um, there are like pages and pages and pages of details about some of those murders. I cannot recommend that book. <laughs> i just. You know. Um, I, I can recommend uh the Rules of Attraction, which is a movie that came out a few year, a few years after, uh, starring James Vanderbeek, who plays Patrick Bateman's brother. Mm. And it's set in college. Uh, Shannon Sossaman, Ian Uh So it's a like a college set American Psycho. Um, it's not as sharp as Amer- this movie, but it it does keep the narration. It's pretty dark, not as funny, but it re- it does go for the black comedy as that American Psycho has. So I don't know. It's like a little a little small un- universe. So.
3: Did you know American Psycho two wasn't even. An American Psycho movie. It was it's just, just a, it was just like a, a Mila Kunis murdering venture, and then at the last second, some exec was like, "Oh, you know what?" And like they had to reshoot a couple quick things and rebrand it.
0: How does content. it even connect to the first? Ten
1: Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> um, Nikki, I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy.
0: I no, hope you're happy now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. I will begin to bliss. Um, we got a four for four. Mm. Boom, 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 boom. It's been cordial. You guys want to play a game? No.
2: Yes. I want to play a game.
3: All, All right. right, everyone, gird your loins. It you don't matter if you win by an inch I or a mile. Come on, boy. play
2: with me.
1: Okay, so there's a little mini game before the game that is going to be called calling card um, Each of you have professed your love for one of your favorite movies And I am giving that to you and on the spot. Don't think about it too hard we are going to sit around the Conference table and show off our favorite movies as if they were business cards so I want you to get that deep husky voice That Patrick narrates and I want you to tell me about your favorite favorite movie Josh you were up first and your movie is Bruce Almighty
3: yes check this out fellas. (laughs) any old comedy can make you laugh but this comedy can make you think it can make you think about morality it can make you think about the meaning of life it can make you think about the afterlife it can make you think about what you're doing on this earth are you making a difference are you good are you capital G good Or are you just getting by? Are you not grateful for what you have or what you could have? That's Bruce
0: Almighty.
1: Wow. Wow. Moa? (laughs) Yes? Your (laughs) movie is Drop Dead Gorgeous.
0: Hello, folks. This is Drop Dead Gorgeous. Not only does it have a star-studded cast, chock full of comedians, It's located in Minnesota where everyone has that great corny accent and everyone's (laughs) doing it just phenomenally. Right, Josh? It's got Kirstie Alley before she went crazy. It's got Kiki Dunst. It's got a lot of really, really bad jokes. So it is definitely... For someone who it's a, it's a, an acquired taste. It's um it's bone colored and it has gold lettering.
1: Love it, <laughs> Lacey.
2: Mm.
1: Your movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
2: Listen, everyone, I have a Muppet voice, so I can't sound (laughs) sexy or sultry. Um,
1: Not a Muppet voice. I do.
2: It's true. Um, But in a society, when we are presented with every opportunity to overanalyze, overthink, and overdo when it comes to any decisions that we make in our daily lives... We have to break things back down and listen to our hearts and listen to our guts. And that is the message of eternal sunshine, of the spotless mind. Our hearts and our bodies know the things that our brains maybe do not. And I mean, that's, that's, my, that's my big sell for it.
1: <laughs> Thank you all for indulging in calling card. I am going to grab Mella's business card. <laughs>
0: what?
2: Oh, yeah, you betcha.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. This has no bearing on the game. Okay. Um, Just this playing game,
2: favorites. Okay.
1: She told me what her card looked like. She yeah. She said bone.
0: That was the most important part in the uh, movie. Yeah.
1: Bone color gold letters. Um, anyway, She what
0: talked about. Whatever.
1: I know, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. This game is called Murder Mystery. What a... I am Willem Dafoe.
0: Let's see the
2: smile. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) My job here is to solve a string of murders. Now, American Psycho features a sequence where an actor who has played Batman kills an actor who has played the Joker. I don't have as much evidence as I need to solve these murders so I'm going to ask all of you and here's how I'm gonna do it for example I'm going to come to you and say I have reason to believe that Batman has killed the Joker what can you tell me once you realized what movie this is from you will say I've got it you'll tell me who killed who where where the location will be the movie and with what weapon so for example you would say christian bale okay. killed jared leto an american psycho with an axe
3: okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: does that make sense yes yes because i don't know the names of these actors i will be using identifiers from pop culture movies film television makes sense Bad detective I'm a horrible detective, but that's what I'm interviewing. I'm interrogating the three of you. Okay. When you feel like you know, say, I've got it. If you don't have all of the clues, just give me what you have, and then I'll pass it on to another detective so they can get some points. There are four points for every question. Make sense?
0: I've got it. Well.
1: Okay, what's the answer?
0: (laughs) I was just saying, like, I've got the rules. Okay,
1: Perfect. Uh, Murder number one. I have reason to believe that Jack Dawson killed the pest. I've got it. What can you tell me?
0: Leonardo DiCaprio killed John Leguizamo in Romeo and Juliet as Tybalt.
1: With what weapon? With a gun. That's four points to Carmela. (laughs) Woo!
0: Oh, baby. Dang. Thank you, Detective Diaz. Lost me in the past. What's that from? Love the Pest.
1: The Pest of the Pest.
3: Tight, cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Super 90s movie. Okay. <clears throat> uh, case number two. <laughs> I have reason to believe that Ozymandias killed the king of Zamunda. What can you tell me?
2: Nothing. Not a damn thing. I don't know who these people are. Detective
1: Diaz? Detective Better? Detective Blake Better?
2: No. Got nothing.
3: Okay,
1: I'm just getting a a case in for my partner. It looks like Jeremy Irons killed James Earl Jones in The Lion King.
3: Oh. Oh.
0: We couldn't get Mufasa?
1: That's the movie. Why would I (laughs) Oh yeah. That's uh, good. Okay. Yeah. Case number three. I have reason to believe that Mia Wallace killed a Charlie's Angel.
0: I've got it. the fuck is Mia Wallace? Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction killed Kylo Ren, who's Lucy Lou. <laughs> Wait, what am I saying? Yes. <laughs> 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 Who killed. Who killed...
1: I need um, you to start over. Okay. Detective, I need you to just start Mia over. Mia Wallace.
3: She's getting a second chance. E- no, no, she's
1: not. You have... Thank you for your two points.
3: Okay. You get what I'm saying.
1: I have reason to believe that Mia Wallace has killed... That Uma Thurman has killed Lucy Lou. Can anyone tell me where and with what weapon? i got it. Detective Vetter. <laughs> killed Bill?
3: with a sword. Fuck. Thank you.
0: I was trying to do the fucking game. <laughs> she said Kylo Ren. <laughs> I know. Kylo Ren. Oh, fuck. Adam Driver? Oh, Ren. Whatever the fuck.
1: <laughs> oh, Renishi. Okay. Uh, case number four. I have reason to believe that Miss Carla Purdy killed Cal Hockley.
2: Oh. Oh, shit.
1: What can you tell me?
2: Oh, no.
3: I've got it.
1: Detective Vetter,
3: uh, I, I know for a fact our victim's name is uh, Billy Zane.
1: Billy Zane is correct.
3: Um, and Happy Gilmore.
1: That is incorrect. Thank you for your help, Detective Vedder. <laughs> <Better. laughs>
3: hey, you know I know have what? a victim, Billy Zane. I got her victim.
1: Can anyone tell me the offender?
2: Who is Carla Purdy? I know it.
3: Mm-hmm. That name is... Me too. Yeah. Mm. I think of it. Oh! Oh,
2: fuck. I see her. Um,
0: I got it. No.
1: Detective Diaz.
0: It's fucking Ah, Jada Pinkett Smith.
1: That is correct. Ah. And no one will will be able to tell me this because it is Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. That one was for me.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And she killed him with acidic blood that she was holding in her mouth. It's (laughs)
0: Huh? It's, what, huh?
1: <laughs> it's a long story. We'll talk about it later. Case number five. I have reason to believe that Aunt Jackie has killed Malibu's Most Wanted. I've got
2: attorney. it. Damn.
1: Detective T.S.
2: I'm not even playing. I'm just going to sit back and watch Rashawn and Carmella play the game with each other.
0: <laughs> she I can't remember anyone's it. name right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't.
1: Oh, believe... my
0: fucking God. It's, can I do the weapon? It's a knife.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Great. Perfect. 50-50 chance of guessing that someone was killing a knife in a movie. but It's yeah.
2: Randy. <laughs> I, I've i got it. Is, it, is she done? Detective Blake Fetter. Uh, Laurie Metcalf. Jamie Thank Kennedy. You.
1: Thank you. Scream okay. 2. There Thank you, you very much. Oh, shit. Look at that. Lacey's on the board. <laughs> Detective Vetter, Detective Blake Vetter, made a showing on the board. You can still win this. Don't worry. Case number six. I have reason to believe that Malcolm X killed Stringer Bell. What can you tell me? I got it. Detective Vetter.
3: De- our killer's name is Denzel Washington. Okay. And the weapon he used was a gun.
1: Great guess. <laughs>
3: And he, I don't even know who you're talking about, so I'm gonna guess Training Day.
0: What was the the, the victim?
1: Stringer Bell.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <It's a long> <laughs>
1: <idea>. <laughs> okay, that's okay. I think we've got enough evidence to say that Denzel Washington killed Idris Elba, an American gangster, with
0: a Ooh, gun. Oh, Oh, is that his name itty. in the, the Wire?
1: The Wire, yes. Yeah. Uh, and our last case. I have reason to believe that Victor Creel killed Jack Sparrow.
0: Well, I'm, I got I'm it. I got it.
1: <laughs> Detective Diaz and Detective Vetter, please help me with this case together.
3: Okay, so, definitely Johnny Depp. hmm Victor Creel.
2: Victor Creel. Creel. Hold on. All of
3: these names are ringing-a-dinging bells.
2: <gasps> Do I get to come in? Yes, you do. Is it Freddy Krueger? No.
1: Wait. I need a a name.
2: Uh oh no, oh no, oh no 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 no.
1: You can tell me the location if you know Freddy Krueger.
2: Oh, in his dreams, in a bed. What movie? <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on the <Elm> Street. <laughs>
1: Thank you. With his
2: knife fingers.
1: I was gonna say a bed, but I'll take knife fingers. I said yes. bed okay thank you i've solved all the murders that i need to solve thank you detectives for your help this game was crazy i thought it was gonna be easy
0: (laughs) oh victor krill fucking um strange things (laughs) as Uh... (laughs) i was like why do i know this
1: detectives blake vetter and vetter have tied for second place but detective diaz was on her wits.
0: Give me a fucking (laughs) raise, bitch. This department (laughs) is
1: struggling. Let me tell you what. She is the winner of Murder Mystery. Thank you.
2: Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm so fucking tired. She was
0: trying to call me delicious at this (laughs) point. Delicious.
3: (laughs) Congratulations, Congratulations,
1: (laughs) right. Let's get out of here. Wrapping things up, we can all come to the conclusion that American Psycho is a very sharp, terrifying, disturbing, satirical take on white privilege and, um, you know, serial killer stuff. (laughs) 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 Led by a dynamic star-making performance by Christian Bale. It's scary, it's funny, but it never loses sight of the message that it's trying to tell, and... Um, though he is surrounded by incredible supporting turns the one bright the sh- uh, the the mush the <laughs> <laughs> And we're all big fans of Nikki and we're so yeah. happy that we got to do a listener's choice for you
2: I love you so Nikki. come on
1: the pod and fight us please. please do it
2: do it do it do it do it do, do, it, it, if you do it do it be do bad do it be bad
1: we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. So, who can find the fastest connection between Josh Lucas and one of the stars of next week's episode, Michelle Williams? I think we are the. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Is
2: Michelle
3: Williams in King Kong?
0: No. It's Naomi Watts. Shh.
2: cats are rumbling right now
0: jeez louise
3: does does deadpool count for <laughs> my restriction
2: Oh, I think I have it. I think I have it. Um, Josh, Josh, right? Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas was in Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon, who was in Legally Blonde with... Fuck, I always forget his name. Warner? No, Maybe? No.
3: The Wilson
2: brother? No. Fuck. What's his name? Can I look? Fuck. Victor Garber? Victor Garber. Yes. Thank Mm. you. Josh Lucas was in Sweet Home, Alabama with Reese Witherspoon, who is in Legally Blonde, with Victor Garber, who was in Titanic with Leonardo DiCaprio, who is in Shutter Island with Michelle Williams.
0: Yes, bitch. Come on, use that Titanic
2: always go listen to our titanic episode it's the nice. first one hey.
0: spoiler alert
1: it sinks that's cute that another one. that's cute we'll have to cut that
3: oh, we're out of time right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks to my co-host thanks to our uh, very special listener this week and that is it for this week's episode of when cinephiles attack As always, we would love if you like, subscribe, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Good Pods. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. We appreciate any feedback. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love or suggest an episode, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn.
0: The winner of today's episode, Mella.
1: (laughs) No, editorializing. Thank you. Is this
3: what it's like when I get like this?
2: Yep. (laughs) This sucks.
1: Yeah, you guys are kind of the same.
3: Josh.
2: (laughs) And Lacey.
1: Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you at the movies.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Is my chainsaw?
1: chainsaw? (laughs) (laughs) Ring. Ring. She got out of yard Sam. So. It's a it's a gay chainsaw ring